Hello world, this is Calvin Pascal, your host, and you are tuned into another episode of the Hinted Round Podcast. On this episode of the podcast, I talked with Kofu. Kofu is a writer, a storyteller, maybe a filmmaker, and <laughs> we talked about stories, we talked about the creativity processes, we talked about writing, we talked about the life cycle of stories, and we talked about, you know, a lot of things in general that I think that both of us found interesting, and I hope you do too. I've been away from the podcast for some time, but I'm trying to come back. I have had like so much stuff going on, new things, new things keep coming up. So I've not had time to mostly sit down, have conversations and record them. But I hope to stop pushing out more episodes for you all. And yeah, if you have any questions, comments or concerns, don't forget to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at Hinted Neuron. And here, here's my conversation with Kofu. Hi, I'm here with Kofu. Kofu, nice to meet you. I'm very excited that you agreed to do the podcast, and you know, I've known you for like two years now. I I first noticed your Instagram profile, I think around the pandemic, middle of 2020, I, or maybe the end of 2020, I I just did a podcast with Ene Ijato. I You know her, you follow her on Instagram. <laughs> and, um, yeah. We, we had this really nice conversation. So I, 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 I kind of just okay. like saw your profile somewhere, maybe on a comment on a okay. post or something too. That's how I actually discovered your profile. And then okay. since then, I was just hooked. And, you know, I, I I was just hooked. And I was like, man, I need to actually have this person on my ship because I actually wanted to have a conversation with you at some point. But, you know, glad to actually be doing no, it okay, now. I'm, and, I'm flattered. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's very nice to meet you too. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself for, you know, a few seconds to my audience? Oh, okay. 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 Um, my name is Kofo Rola Otozi. Um, I'm a writer and a student trying to not die, <laughs> trying to not die under the stress of life. And yeah, I, 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 I don't want to say, I, okay, I don't, I'm not a filmmaker. I make videos. I don't say I'm a filmmaker, but I don't know. I feel like, that comes with a lot of responsibilities and a lot of <laughs> and I don't think I have that. So I'm just going to say I'm a writer and I make videos sometimes. So yeah, and also a student. Yeah, to be honest, I feel you. I feel like you push out so much content and you know like the stories you're telling, like true writing, long form and even short form writing okay. and like the pictures and the videos I see there, that's the amazing stuff you do, even as. Thank you. I mean, I know what it means to be in maybe an Nigerian university that <laughs> I could cut through uh-huh. sometimes. Like, <laughs> kind of lose the time yeah. For, yeah. for you as a person. Doesn't I mean, that's do. amazing stuff. Yeah. So, I, like, we were. Discussing earlier before I started to record, I yeah. 
I saw, I, I, I read some of your poetry and some blog posts that you posted in the past and the, there was, the past, I, I don't Jesus know how Christ. to like describe, <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, in, you, you went to the past. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I actually like to read everything because, you know, it's nice to always know the early days of someone writing because you need to see how they evolve. I think it tells a full story of the person. Like, sure, I sure. think that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I would not only explore the new things that you found, but like I want to see oh how this person was maybe thinking a few years back or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to define Kofo, maybe someone asked me, I'll tell someone mm-hmm. that she's a storyteller. Because I Yes, I, yes, that's yes. that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like before the storyteller is how to tell stories. And I, I think in some way, we, maybe that's where, that's where we have like really good common interest that I, I would not say I'm a storyteller, but I, I want to tell stories. Like I, I just have this deep passion okay. for stories and I feel like I want to tell them. It could be any kind of story. And, you know, recently I started to think about like, in the life cycle of stories my own stories or people's stories the ones i've heard and like the ones i want to narrate and you know (laughs) in in some way you try to write them it becomes really flattened like oh this giant idea of maybe a story i had in my mind and or the experience i had or something i saw or something that someone told me I try to narrate it that yeah. I just find it so unbelievable that when I try to write it, like I flatten right. that story. Yeah, it turns words and then it just becomes so simple. Like it was it's not this simple in my head, right? Why can't I just glamorize yes, it exactly. with is in my head? Like why can't and the output be the same? I, I can imagine. This is the part of it because like I, I think I'm obsessed with sentences. And I, I, you could also call this a rant. So <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> so I, I think I'm obsessed with sentences in a way that maybe I'm trying to draft okay. a sentence. I'm like, I fight That's with one sentence. That's an interesting sentence. obsession. Yes. <laughs> and I okay. fight with one sentence for maybe a few minutes, trying to like carve, carve, carve it to something that makes sense. Not makes sense, but make it look well-defined. Make it look robust in, in you know, some, some okay. type of way. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know if maybe other people struggle with this too. So that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to talk about it with you. And you, know, okay. you put out more content that, than most people I know. So I just wanted to talk about your own relation with stories mm-hmm. and maybe writing. Okay. Um, like this funny thing is that recently, did you see the last story I put up? Um, there's no space in the future. There's no space in the future. The last story I put up on Medium. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I read As, like first few sentences of it. Okay, okay. I sent that story that link to a friend, and then he was like, "Your writing is so chaotic," and I was like, "Well, what do you fucking mean by that?" 
I'm, I am about to take offense. Please quickly explain yourself. And then he was like, that, um, that it's just like, that's if my writing is a reflection of my mind. Like, yeah. Like on the outside, I look at a person that's put together, someone that is just gently going out just quiet and simple. But then, like, inside of me, it's like, pandemonium like <laughs> mm. it's like a madhouse and like that's if my stories are a reflection of that and I mean like he's not wrong he's actually not wrong but my thought process can be very very chaotic sometimes most times <laughs> and like the only way that I get to release those thoughts is through writing because like yeah one thing, I don't know why, I don't know if it's just me, yeah? but then like, people usually ask, um, what's your inspiration behind that? Behind the and then, I, I, it's not, I don't always have inspiration. Like, asking me, what made you write this? It's not, there's no, there's no mind-blowing experience that can tell you all this trouble. It's just, I'm just, I'm just dealing with stuff right now. Like, everything <laughs> you see me put out is, <laughs> it's probably some, deep dark thoughts that is so that is killing me and i'm just trying to get it out of my system so i'm not going to say, say something mind-blowing like i was walking down the street and something, something. no <laughs> i am go- literally going through stuff <laughs> so like yeah. that's, that's literally the backbone of my work like it's, it's an expression of myself all my most of my writing like 70, 75, maybe even 80% of my writing is like a question of whatever I'm going through at that point. It's interesting that you say that because it, it's something I, I battled with for a long time. Like people will think that you have inspiration. Like I don't necessarily have anything to write most times. <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes I just go somewhere. I mean, I could just go and eat somewhere and, you know, sit down. Boom, I see something and, you know, I just like, okay, maybe I've been thinking about this for a yeah. while now. And then I start writing in the yeah. restaurant while I just yeah. leave my food. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes <laughs> I, it, it's just like, you know, things that you've seen that just maybe you want to, uh-huh. you know, or you've been thinking about. Sometimes yeah. you've been thinking about something for uh-huh. so long, but you see something new and for then it just makes while. you, yeah, yeah. It makes your mind start to run. And then like, yes, exactly. Uh, and then at that time, you have to actually try to like push it out because I think that if I don't put out the writing as fast as I, you know, experience that thought, I might actually just forget to write yeah. it because I've noticed yep, because yep, something that yep, yep. is something, <laughs> something that I thinking <laughs> about. There's this like grand thoughts in my head that I usually forget. I'm like, wow, so mm-hmm. that can, that piece is lost forever. <laughs> and I might never Jeez, again. That thing messes with my mind so much. I'm like, I'm here conjuring the story I believe will win me Nobel Prize and everything. <laughs> In this world, and then I'm like, okay, now write it down. And I get to, when I get back, I say, let me just let me not just do anything. Let me just preserve this idea in my head. I'll write it down eventually. Yeah. And then it's there for me to write down the little pieces and fragments of this story. And I cannot remember it. And it's just like, God. So this thing is gone forever, like this. 
Lord? Yes. Where do yes. we go from here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I talked about it with my friend earlier. I think earlier this year. He's, he's he writes poetry, and mm-hmm. I he also yeah. led to something I wrote on a blog about the cause of forgetting and okay, you know, and how maybe like what the best way was to protect short-lived thoughts my because i i think that at the time i was mm-hmm. really mad at myself for you know forgetting a lot of things that i think that would actually oh. be good writing <laughs> and good stories or you know just interesting thoughts like <laughs> the style of. Mm-hmm. and is this idea that i've been thinking about the how much of human humor, how much of human wit, how much of human knowledge is there just lost and forgotten by people because they didn't write it down. I, I don't know if you've thought about it before. Like if you mm-hmm. see Yeah, I guess maybe the best the best storytellers are maybe like the best writers. If you forget about the work they put out and just think about mm-hmm. the works that they never wrote or the things that you would never see from them. I don't know if you've thought about mm-hmm. it before. Yeah, so many things lost in transition, in translation. Yeah, so I, like, that was a nice tangent. So I wanted to get back to the initial thought I had in mind for the podcast. So, okay, like okay. I was saying earlier, yeah, I, I was saying earlier, I, I've become obsessed with this idea of like the life cycle of stories lately and mm-hmm. like the way stories travel. The, in um, okay. the way stories travel for like from the initial point of having an experience to narration to sorry from having an experience mm-hmm. to what we actually remember and to how we tell them and mm-hmm. to how people hear what yeah. we tell them and to how those people narrate what we tell them I don't know it's like this is how stories travel and there's this discussion I was having with a friend, I think, last week about stories and, and okay. the authenticity that travels, you know, with stories. Like some people hear certain things, like there are stories of head in our life and they're just like plain wrong. And then you begin to imagine how <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people actually believe these things and like they survive for a very long time. There's so many of these stories like mm-hmm. India, Nigeria. I don't know, you might know some of them as well, but like, I think one very good example in my head is a football match that Indiana and Nigeria had one time in the past that the football Oh my God! <laughs> that the ball transformed to a lion. Yes. So, yeah, I, I had that story. Yes, I've, I've become obsessed with how like stories travel, you know, whether it's real or a false one, like mm-hmm. how people make up things, how they travel, Mm-hmm. And how things, how stories are maybe like a mm-hmm. head in narration, how stories are trimmed down, how stories are flattened, or how stories could become even more robust in translation or something or narration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I had the idea and I was like, hmm, Kofo be nice person to talk about something this. Something that contributes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know what, what you think about that or if you've maybe thought about it before in like the human I, I, I definitely have because like 
one thing that I know is that history, history, they say that history never forget, but like history, we may not forget, but like it will rewrite the story to suit whoever is telling it. You get to like, yeah. as much as we believe this, whatever is happening now, an instance, an experience is being marked in the walls of the universe or something, there's going to be someone somewhere who's going to retell that experience or that occurrence. And then, because they were not there when it happened, or for the, maybe for their own, their own selfish game, some parts of that story are going to be tweaked a And then, and that person is going to pick up their, that same story, I want to retell it at another place, and it's going to be tweaked a bit. And then the cycle just continues. I think it boils down to the fact that like, human beings are like, selfish. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why stories change over time. We we have no we have little regard for our fellow selves, dead or alive. Yeah. So like if I'm going to retell the story, I will try make myself or whoever I'm whoever I support in the story look like a good person. Yeah. So I, I, as you were speaking something so I just remembered something now before like a thought that I had. Okay. I I think that people like to, people like to, you know, edit stories to make it sound maybe more interesting or maybe more captivating than maybe the actual thing that happened because they want to sound intelligent because I think that stories make you seem intelligent. Like if you tell a good story, people will think you're smart. Like this, I just watched a movie. I watched a movie this weekend. Sausage Party, I think that's the movie. Have you seen it? No, I've not seen it. Okay. So, um, the main character, okay, what the movie, let me just give you a small rundown. What the movie is about, it's, it's about food stock that are like, they are, they can talk food stuff in the store, they can talk and they can interact with themselves. So they believe that since those food stores, they have never left the store, they believe that what outside the store is a good way for them. They don't know that outside of the store, they get chopped, they get killed, they get eaten. They don't know that's what happened outside the store. And then they come to find out that, like, that belief that, that belief that they have was made up by somebody there. And the person there made it up so that the food stuff can have an enjoyable life. They didn't want them, they didn't want, the person did not want the food stuff to leave their life, leave their life in constant agony, waiting for the day they are unfortunately picked by human beings and then chopped and eating or something. The person wanted them to, while they were in the store, to enjoy themselves. So I guess that's one of the ways where, that's one of the ways where um, stories are retold just for like small moments of joy. Happiness. Yeah, that is interesting that you say that because that sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like an allegory for something that we are all familiar with in our own human lives. If you talk about maybe, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't like talking about religion on my podcast, but <laughs> it okay, sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like an allegory for something that we we are very much familiar with. But yeah. If you, if you think about it, 
we I think mm-hmm. we want to be comforted. And so yeah, I yeah. don't know. But I think certain people want to be comforted. So like they cling on to the stories of an eternal life, that there's like a better life here. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a better life somewhere else that is different from yeah. here. And mm-hmm. um that if you you know do the right thing in a certain way, in a well defined way and very strict way, you might be able to go to that better place. I I don't know how I, I of course I don't yeah. know the validity of that. That's not my place, but I that, but like everything else. And I I know what a story looks like, and it sounds like a good story that could comfort. I think that we tell stories to comfort ourselves and to comfort people, and yeah, we cling to yeah. we cling to stories because we feel like the author of maybe a story is someone that sees us that we are not alone. In maybe like whatever thing maybe we are going mm-hmm. through or anything, and that or someone else is going through this, and they even have words to describe it in ways that I've not described it myself. And I think that's why people cling to stories. I don't know if that's yeah. true or necessarily. Why I think about that. I think so too. I agree with I agree with that school of thoughts. So I, I was talking with someone like a few weeks back mm-hmm. and they, they said that they have, they, they read a lot of books and, but they don't keep those books in their house. That the book that they keep in their room is, I don't know if you had um, Perry Jackson, if you know, is it Percy Jackson? Yeah, Percy Jackson, the Olympia. Percy stuff. Jackson, so, yeah. Yes. So they keep those volumes of book beside them just because anytime they break down, that's the thing that will comfort them. So at the time, I, I didn't know how oh, wow. to interpret that. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I didn't know how to interpret that. They said those were familiar words that could comfort them whenever you know, they had a mental breakdown or something. So I, I was, uh, I, I, I was, you know, thinking about that. What, what comforts you when you have a mental breakdown? I do not have yeah. a little mental breakdown, to be honest. And let's see. Wow. It, that's, wow. It's, it's, Must be it's so very together. <laughs> it's a very difficult question to answer because. Okay. I think that for maybe human beings are different, but I, I would. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm telling myself a lie, but you know, I mean, some people say I have high resilience, <laughs> but I would just say that I write when you know I feel like okay. I, okay, I think I had one last year, last year November, no, last year October. So I was that's, really writing. That's nice. So, so, I envy and, you. <laughs> And sorry, this this mental this mental breakdown was caused by a person, so I had to actually write like okay. I, like I was writing letters in my notes to you know person. Mm-hmm. 
it is like trying yeah. to talk to the person, but in my own notepad yeah. or something like that. So I, I think that was one <laughs> way I was able to cope. But it's interesting that you say that. Is it that maybe I would like to define myself as a self-aware person? I mean, that could be a lie, but like if I, if I can't like point out a time this year I had a mental breakdown, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. But what makes what comforts wow. you when you have a mental breakdown? That's, um, I'm just going to say food. Oh. I thought of chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and and I write a lot. Do you write like I every read day? Every day, no. Not every day, but like the, the, a day could come and I would probably write like six different pieces that day. And I'll, wow. And then my, my mind is just side, side just set off for like next two weeks. <laughs> and I just had stop functioning. That's and amazing. Come, I just have like an outburst of like emotions or something. So, are you the type of person to write once and like not edit? Or? Oh, no, some, some things sit in my drafts for like a really long time because I feel like something's just wrong. I will just keep looking over it and keep picking at something. And then sometimes I write some things and I'm like, nope, not going over this again. <laughs> you are either getting deleted or posted. So, pick <laughs> a struggle. Wait, do you delete what you write? Yeah, sometimes. Wow, that's interesting. I've never heard someone say yeah. like to delete because I Oh I no, sometimes I write some things. Like, yeah. yeah. I write some things and I'm like, how the fuck did this come out of my head? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you I ask myself, okay, do you need help? <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> Nope. I don't let this see the light of day. I I very much think that because I I, I think I do write some things that I would never actually see the light of day, but I, I would I delete them? I'm not sure if I would <laughs> want to delete. Because I think it's always interesting to look back, maybe you know, in a few years and see oh, this was what my mind was generating at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think it could make for an interesting story. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I don't write every day. I, mm. um, I okay. think my, uh, my life is very sectioned. Very, very sectioned because okay. I do. Okay. I don't know how to describe myself, but I am more of a science <laughs> tech person. I've been, you know, doing maybe okay. like software stuff for some time. So that is like the part of me that is like front facing to some people. Software guy, science guy. Now I start I started my PhD recently and I've been doing all that. So I, I become mm-hmm. very engulfed in all those technical stuff. But, but like at the end of the day when I come back, I like to want to convince myself that. I want to convince myself that I'm a storyteller and this is that at the end of the day, this is what I want to do. I want to write and read. <laughs> if I have the opportunity to do it every, every day, okay. I just want to, I want to be paid to write <laughs> and read too. 
I I I have like thoughts in my head for like some time and, and I start collecting sentences. I call myself a sentence collector. I don't know if I said that earlier. I collect sentences. I just like start writing one or two sentences. Okay. Maybe in a day I would write maybe like two or three sentences. Or maybe one sentence. Oh, that's nice. And then I just start okay. you know, keeping everything in a log pile of, you know, one long note. Mm-hmm. And then I start to combine them when I feel like it's time to start combining them. So when you call Your me... Your life seems very <laughs> arranged. <laughs> no. Like... <laughs> so, so when you call me a writer, I, I, I tell them I'm not a writer. I'm just, I'm just a note taker. I take notes. Oh, I, I think that's wow. very far removed from who a writer is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I think writers write. You know, they, they sit down like, I'm going to write this. But I take notes. And then somehow I merge them together. I, I, I don't know if that's like the peculiar writing. Maybe like, I don't know if that's like the, the formal writing process, but that's the kind of writing process I, 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 I think works for me. That's a really nice writing process. I think I would try it out like soon. It sounds so, just sounds so concise. Like, okay, I've written this sentence today. Who knows what I come up with tomorrow? And sentences are like, you know, just doing them together. I I do have. So I mean, it's not everything that usually gets finished, and mm-hmm. lately I've become obsessed with the idea of when things, when something is done. Like, how do you know something is done? Maybe as. Maybe our question is good for you since you have to put out stuff regularly. I think for your audience, yeah. I, I just know personally, I don't have a need to put out content most times because I'm like once in a month kind of person. But for you who put, you put out content regularly, when do you know something is done and ready to be shared? When, like, I, there's nothing for me to take out on anyway. I've been looking at this thing. And I may want to continue to write, but like when I look at it, there's nothing else for me to remove from it. Like it's just right. It just feels right. I don't know how else to explain, but like there's nothing else to take out from it. Because if I say I want to keep writing, I'll just keep going on and on and on. But like it feels done, and there's nothing else to remove from it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think maybe that idea is maybe important for someone like me who would I say I have a very high standard of what perfection could be like it, because I I spoil <laughs> myself by reading so much good writing. I re- you read so much mm-hmm. good stuff and then you feel like you could be like yeah. that too. And I mean, I aspire to yeah. be like that kind of person to still to. Tell stories that yeah. I saw something recently by Jidena. I don't know if you know Jidena. Mm-hmm. You should know him. 
Uh, yeah, I don't follow like, like, him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, okay. I actually don't follow him as well. The, he he okay. said something like he goes to a museum or a gallery and he sees this very abstract painting or he sees this painting that looks like someone just put a frame on a wall and that was all and like people are calling it deep. And then you, you see that visual artists kind of have this knowledge of knowing when things, we know when something is done. They just like, you know, do something, spray paint on something and, and, and they put it out there. But I think that's something that we could, you know, learn from them as well, maybe as someone who writes. But I don't know because pictures are much more vivid than words and there's much more, there's much more labor you have to you do to actually paint a good picture for someone to relate to. But I, I, I don't know. I, I've been looking for like a minute now. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> do you, as a writer, do you feel doubts in yourself sometimes that you have to like, Maybe have a yeah, few group of people who yes. read your work before you put it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do have people I send them to. I'm like, I'm like, I anxiously wait for their feedback. Like, with, with as if I'm biting my nail and like I'm literally sitting at the edge of my chair waiting for them to text me back say, oh. This is good, this is bad, I notice this. Something, something, something. I just, I'm just anxiously waiting. <laughs> so yes, yes. I, I, I do think a lot of doubts, like, all the time. Is, does that doubt stem from, oh, this is not good, or maybe it's, it could be like something, am I the one who's supposed to tell this story, or like, this, <laughs> I'm not qualified to, you know, say this. I, I don't know how that doubt expresses yeah. itself for you. Yeah. Um I know I'm I've never thought oh I'm not qualified to tell the story because like this is my story. If I'm not qualified with it. But what I felt is um this is definitely not good enough. I definitely had that thought like constantly and over and over like this this story that I'm trying to tell. I've told it, but I just feel like I haven't used words the way they should be used. I haven't properly showed the audience the picture I'm trying to paint. I feel like I've created a caricature of what I'm actually trying to say. And I'm like, I like I've gathered a room full of people and then plastered their eyes open and like forced them to look at the caricature of what I meant. you get? Yeah, caricature. <laughs> somehow, so when you were saying that, my mind was thinking about mm-hmm. this idea that people touch on a lot about authenticity. I don't know if it's something you think about or like you, but I know people say it a lot in any kind of circle about authenticity, about creating authentic work. But I, I don't know. Do you think that anything is authentic? What I don't know is is overrated. Honestly, my own 
<laughs> my own. Um, from what I think, I feel like authenticity is very dead. Like, who is who is determining it? What's, what are the factors? What what's the metric? How do you measure it? You get like who, who what what on what um, scale to measure authenticity? Like, who marks the book? Who gives the score? Who who checks it? Who determines this? Yeah. We're all just plagiarizing things we see and we observe, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, I think, I feel like it's just a concept made up to like box people. Yeah. Said so at the end of the day, I think what's important is that we're being honest when we write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. are getting. Yeah. Yes. As long as you're being honest with yourself. Yeah. As long as you're being honest with yourself. As you're right, like, that's fine. As honestly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're getting to the later part of the podcast. I usually ask two okay. questions, and everybody has to answer them if they appear on my okay. podcast. So one oh, of them oh, is if you're given, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if you if you're given a microphone, and you know, anybody, every single person in the world can hear what you have to say. What would you tell them? Every single person in the world. Yeah. Will, will, will what I say change their mind or like I just have to say what I want to say? It doesn't matter. You have one shot to matter. say something. I'm, what would you say? I'm not able to change their mind. Oh, it could, okay. but at the end oh. of the day, you can't determine that. But you have one shot to say something to everybody. Okay. I want to say something. Oh, let's see. I, when you first asked me that question, I had something I wanted to say. But like, now that I know that like, they are just going to follow, like, what I'm just going to follow their ears. I mean, you could say the initial thing you said. You ha- Sorry, you had in mind? Okay. Okay, I was going to say, like, love is love, and, like, you should not be hypocrites. And, like, yeah. you can't. Everyone's moral compass is not the same, so don't go around expecting us all to be the same. People are different. So you can't yeah. be shitting on people for being different. Yeah, that's very important. I think that people need to recognize that we are not the same in seven ways we think we are mm-hmm. we are born or something. So like we should praise that difference more. And not yeah. judge people or kill people because they're different from us. Or don't believe the same thing as us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like Oh, oh, God. I'm going to ask you if, if you heard about what's happening in Iran. But I just remember that on the podcast, what they call. So, no. Yeah, I do. I, I, mean, I, 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 it's not something I follow every day, but I, I kind of read news once in a while and I see what's happening. And, yeah, part yeah. to the women in Iran. Fucked up. Yeah, sitting. I, 
I think for them, they are setting like good stories. And, you know, in a few years, we'll read about their yeah. stories like we'll read Honestly, about the uh, women's movement. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's a new women's movement that we will read about in a few years, a few years' time. Yeah. And I hope someone it's, writes it's, that. It seems sad now, but like, I think someone will, I believe somebody will. Yeah, I think the whole process of change is sad. Because if you think about it, um, it's it's many change doesn't really come. Go sideways. Yeah, it doesn't really come in a happy, smiley way. I think it's more struggle. And then, you know, when, when, when you've achieved that thing, maybe a few years later, or the people who live to, like, enjoy the benefits of those, of, of those things, they might not really yeah. know it was, it was not sweet. Mm-hmm. That's one of the yeah. biggest benefits of, like, things being written down. Yeah. Exactly. My second question for you, Kofu, is what is the meaning of life? Oh my God. What are all these questions you're asking me? They're just two questions. What's the meaning of life? Life. Mm, Life is... Life, I don't know if I should say it's a straight line, no. Life is like a triangle. Yeah. Every time you think you are at your stop, the final point, there's there's more. (laughs) You get It sounds like, well, there's always some bullshit I heard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, it may well, not always I... be bullshit though. It may be good stuff yeah. too, but like, just know something is coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just know that that's not it. Like, whenever you're at a point and you feel like, oh, this is it too. Whether you're at a good point or you're at a bad point and you're thinking this is it too. That's not it too. <laughs> <laughs> something is coming. And you should yeah. be prepared. I, I I resonate with that a lot because you know, for especially in my life, when you know things are just like really great, mm-hmm. things are just smooth, everything's happening according mm-hmm. to plan. I mean, I mean, things really ever happen according to plan, but you just you have two strikes and like things just go mm-hmm. perfectly. You begin to wonder, wow, what's next? Where is the next dip? That was was the next yep. deep I'm going to experience. <laughs> but then I, I, I like to be optimistic. I think that in general, I, I keep a very optimistic stance on life. I don't know, but that's for that's foolishness because sometimes optimistic could be foolishness. But I still like to try and be a happy person. I don't know, maybe I guess I, I would classify myself as yeah. someone as happy, just because I. Want to do stuff, I guess, but happiness wouldn't let you create so much. I sometimes I, I think I create so much stuff when when I'm not. You're in sad. Place. 
I know that was like a very familiar trope. Mm. I really like, <laughs> I really like happiness. I like yeah. joy. I like, like good times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's most of my life. So which is why maybe I would not like, right? Like people who have very deep pain, I guess. But then I tried to write what's true to me, was like true to me. And, you know, I don't make up stuff just to sound, you know, insightful or deep. I try to. Yeah. The things that people would feel joy reading and can resonate with. Yeah. And I think we should all strive for that. We shouldn't try to sound too deep sometimes. (laughs) As people who want to write, I guess. I'm calling myself someone who wants to write yeah. because I don't I don't see myself as a writer yet. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was really nice talking with you. I I think that we covered some of the things I wanted to talk about and sometimes I feel like podcast is like therapy with some absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was nice to talk with you. So I, I don't know if you want to say anything I'm for my audience. Mm, nothing. Uh, yeah, where to find you? I mean, I was to pull your links. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram at Kofo is Art. Then Twitter the same name. That's my name everywhere. Sure, Kofo is Art. Everywhere. Apart from apart from medium sharp. Medium is like my full name. Okay. Full allow this. Alright. I'm going to follow you on Twitter after I call just so that I have you on Twitter as well. It was nice having you on podcast again and um yeah, I really enjoyed I, myself. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do all that. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, don't forget to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at Hinted Neuron. So that's it for me this week. And now to then, stay curious.